So, this is the self-development with tactics. Book. So, this one's gonna be about anxiety and it's also gonna be about meditation afterwards. So I'm gonna talk a little bit about anxiety. And afterwards, I would like to go through a meditation article and or an article on meditation, which is quite interesting. But yeah, as always, more after the intro. It's every day! <laughs> because it's great. And every time the kind of the exact same thing that I'm saying, like it's, it's kind of insane somehow but yeah with that being said hello welcome back next episode of the self-development with tactics fucking podcast and i am pumped i'm really pumped for this episode which is always something that i'm saying every single day but it actually is the case you know it actually is the case even though on some days like it is today or some days like today where i didn't really know what i should be talking about before i actually kind of started the episode like I kind of knew, okay, I'm going to go through the article and then I've also just searched up an article on anxiety because I do really want to talk about anxiety. But yeah, it is complicated. If you do actually want to listen to this episode, you know, just because I am always assuming that you are just here on YouTube watching this episode or actually viewing this episode, but you can also totally listen to it, you know, which is at my point of view, maybe more effective for you and this totally depends on who you are and how you learn and all those things and at my point of view it is definitely way more efficient since you're able to do something simultaneously you're able to do something besides listening to the podcast it's just really efficient and this is also one of the reasons uh, why i've actually had a episode on this and why I believe that the whole voice thing and the whole listening thing, as it is with podcasts, as it is with voice devices and whatnot, that I think that this is going to be the future since it is so fucking efficient. So please go down into the description and check out the link to the podcast. And this link should lead you to a site where you can choose where to listen the podcast on because it is on Apple Podcast, Spotify and so on and so on. But yeah, as I said, let's talk about anxiety. I've been seeing that a lot of people are struggling with anxiety. And I mean, like, which is something that really pops into my head right now. A lot of people would blame social media, would blame just media in general, all the things that we are surrounded by nowadays. And I do just have to say, I don't, I do never ever believe that social media is some sort of a reason why our life quality isn't as high as it was just before social media. Especially also because I know through data some sort of because I've looked it up and because I've also just been seeing and also hearing Gary Vee saying it and just because of that I've been like well is it actually the case but like our life expectations are way better and way higher than they have been just ever before which is something interesting and I don't know I mean if just social media would be such a great harm for us then it would also kind of harm our lives some sort of, or kind of reduce our life expectations but it is totally not the case like as i said the life expectations are as high as they have never been before and we just really have a pretty good life especially those people in the first world countries but i would also argue that those people that are not living in the first world country are also having it better than just i don't know a decade ago i really believe in that but let's get back to anxiety um, it is something that I've seen actually through the podcast, at my point of view, that more and more people seem to have some mental problems and or they discover that they just have some mental problems, which is actually something really cool. So if you have just discovered that you're having some, some mental issues 
anxiety, depression, whatever it is, it is kind of the first step to just really do something against it and or for it and or treat it. Because if you don't realize, if you don't recognize that there's something going on with you, of course you can't do anything about it. Of course you kind of feel like, well, this might be normal, maybe. And just realizing it is just really the first step to doing something against it. And some things that you could be doing against it is, um, as just the article that I'm having in front of me from the psychcentral.com site, they said like, okay, take a deep breath, which is something that is probably going to happen or probably going to just help in the short term. But I would actually say that in the long term, you should be definitely, which is also something that they picked out and they just pointed out, I think you should read about it and you should be just kind of get knowledgeable about anxiety and about why you're having the anxiety or why you probably have the anxiety if you just don't know it yet and kind of what types of anxiety there are and, and all those things because I think if you first of all recognize that there is something going on and second of all that you know why and um, how you also can possibly treat it and all those things, that you can actually do something against it. Because not everyone is able to just get professional help. This is something that I have to understand, unfortunately, because like in, in other countries, it is just definitely something else, you know, that you have to pay it on your own. In Austria, it is actually for people under, I think it is actually under 18 or something. And even on your 18th birthday, so under 19 or something, that they are going to pay just the majority. So the government is going to, I think it's the government, I'm just really bad at that. <laughs> um, so they are just going to pay kind of, I don't know, four quarters of it, some sort of that. And or three quarters, I'm sorry, three quarters of the whole just bill, they're going to pay it, and the last quarter is just what you have to pay. And normally, they are really expensive, you know? Those therapists, those psychoanalysts, whatever it might be, they're really fucking expensive. So I would actually say, maybe you grab a book, maybe you just read about it on the internet, this is also something that you can be doing, but just kind of get knowledgeable about it. And something that I've also been thinking about, and... Even though, like, the problem is it's, it's pretty difficult to communicate at my point of view, but I'm, I'm trying, you know, I'm, I'm cutting it anyway, so the episode, I hope that I'm going to cut it in a good way. Um, if you're having an anxiety, which somehow, which is something that you are going to recognize, at least in my point of view, and at least uh, just by what I've read, that you kind of have some sort of tension in your body, that you just don't feel good, that you feel like maybe going out of the room, that you feel like just leaving, just fight or flight response actually and and all those things so you're just in the end the whole conclusion is you're not feeling good but i think that first of all meditation could be something that helps it could be just something that helps you to just maybe recognize things realize things and cope with them in terms of actually coping with the tension that you're having in your body that you're able to calm yourself down by which is something that i already pointed out taking a deep breath as well but taking a deep breath is yeah it is something that's gonna just work in a short term but if you want to progress i really believe that meditation could be something that helps you the problem is i've been meditating for like i don't know one and a half years right now maybe a little bit more maybe a little bit less like definitely a year this is something that i can say and this is something that i also have to point out um just because it's cool like you know not just joking <laughs> but I, I couldn't really tell if it's the same thing that helps me to do anything because I'm so used to it. Because I know, okay, I'm going to meditate and whatever, but I think it really just developed my focus. This is something that I have realized because when I'm into my, my, in my meditative state, then just I, I really feel good. Like it's a really crazy feeling that I'm getting through meditating or by meditating actually. 
But um, I don't know. I think this would be definitely something that also can help. And also something like perspective, I would say. Perspective and maybe just understanding yourself and not trying to understand Because I believe that if you kind of, if you judge yourself and if you're really kind of not really happy about yourself because you're having the anxiety, because you're not feeling good because of certain triggers, because of certain things that happen in your life and whatnot, I wouldn't necessarily say that this makes anything better. If you then just are unhappy about being unhappy, basically, and you're feeling bad for feeling bad, which is, I think, nothing that's too unrealistic and nothing that's too kind of thin air-like. I do really believe that there are definitely going to be some people that are kind of feeling that way. And I guess by understanding yourself, so first of all, recognizing it, getting knowledge about it, and not just reading something about it, listening to something about it, and those things, which also leads to, to recognizing patterns. I think this also leads to recognizing patterns, which might lead to you understanding why you're having the anxiety, why you're feeling bad, trying to just, and also recognizing how you can treat them just by just by realizing those things. I, I really believe that a lot of things in life have something to do with, with realizing them and just recognizing them and seeing, okay, I'm doing this because of that and or also having the perspective. Because since anxiety is something that's heavily depending on your psyche, or psych, whatever. I I have to say that perspective and just knowing that things also could be different and or seeing things in a different light might also be something that's truly valuable. And I do just want to point out, I'm not educated in that stuff. I know I do not have any knowledge about that. This is just something that I feel like. This is just something that I do want to share because it might help somebody. You know, and this is kind of the reason why I'm sharing it. And um, just because I'm also having the article, I'm going to link the article down below if I don't forget about it. I really hope that I'm not going to forget about it. If I do so, please hit me up on social media. You know, you can always hit me up on social media just with questions and with whatever. I'm always there basically, but just hit me up if I just forget about this article, forget about linking this article down in the description, also in the show notes. But I really believe just seeing things in another light, having the perspective that things can be differently, that for example, you being in a room with a lot of people, which makes you feel the anxiety, which makes you feel the tension because of certain things, because of certain things that might have happened in your life, that realizing that you do not have to feel that way. You, these people do not necessarily want something bad for you. These people are just maybe feeling the exact same thing as you're feeling. Maybe kind of understanding other people and through understanding other people, understanding yourself. If that makes any sense, you know, because I, I really have to point out that often some some of those those things that that we are not really thinking about are really those things that we need to think about. Some sorta kind of feel that way, or and and or they're sometimes sometimes really important and cool. And this is always something that I really appreciate by reading some self Godin blogs or some other blogs that uh, are written by some people that really recognize things in in different ways and or just describe things in a completely different way as I'm seeing them and just kind of try and understand yourself, get the knowledge, just think about it. And something else that I do just want to point out before I'm, we're going through a great meditation article, which is something that I have to read actually, I, I've read that, uh, that there are two types of anxiety. One type of anxiety is just something that we all feel in certain situations. In certain situations, we are not feeling pretty comfortable in, obviously, maybe. And the other thing is a disorder. Like either you're having a disorder and or it is just something that's completely normal and completely fine and completely like just anybody else is feeling it. And now it is something that's, that's pretty complicated as well to communicate. We have to be honest with ourselves about these things, but in both sides and or in both directions, which means, and what I want to say is that some people might feel like, well, 
I'm having just anxiety and I'm just so bad and whatnot and everything is so hurting me and those things, but it is actually normal. But we kind of feel like, well, it is a disorder and everything is fucked and whatnot, but it actually is normal. But it is also just, it can also be vice versa. It could also be just a completely different round or around or whatever. <laughs> Which means that maybe you feel like, well, you know, this is completely normal. You know, you're basically calming yourself down by just basically pushing it away that you might be having a disorder, you know, just because, I mean, like, nobody wants, nobody wants to have that, nobody wants to realize that, but we have to be truthful and honest about these things with ourselves, because it's truly important, because it's truly fucking important. But yeah, let's move through the article, because it is actually a good one, I do actually hope that I'm able to finish up with this one, I really do hope. So, Can mindfulness meditation really reduce pain and suffering? There are many scientifically validated claims about meditation's myriad benefits, but can it actually reduce chronic pain? One study demonstrated a significant decrease in chronic pain related to suffering from 10 weeks of mindfulness meditation. Another study found that meditation improves pain tolerance by 57%. So how is this possible? To make sense of these results, it helps to know the difference between pain and suffering, which is, by the way, something that I've never been thinking about. Never ever. Not in German, not in English, in no language. I've been thinking about that, you know, and I I don't know, like, there there is a difference, and the difference is actually pretty significant, to just kind of spoil a little bit, I'm sorry, actually. Um, The studies, I think, are linked down just because of these blue fonts there, these blue texts there, and the link to this article is definitely going to be in the description and or in the show notes, so if you want to check it out on your own, please do that, please check it out, please read about it, and yeah. So pain versus suffering. Japanese writer Yaruki, or actually Yaruki Murakami, famously wrote, pain is invitably or invitable, suffering is optional. Many people don't realize the key difference between pain and suffering. While pain is a physically uncomfortable stimulus, like a pinch on the arm, suffering is our emotional reaction to that pain. Which means that it definitely is optional. Like, we do not have to react in that way to the pain. You know, the reaction is always something that we can choose, basically. It is nothing that's that's really easy, but it is a simple concept. It is simple, but it is not easy. Just kind of controlling how you're reacting to things is not easy, it is just simple. And neuroscience has shown us recently that most of our suffering is caused by our response to pain, both anticipating its continuation and replaying its memory, rather than the actual present moment, experience of the pain itself. Well... The brain receives a signal from the pinch and then creates a whole story about that signal that causes us to suffer. But what if we could train ourselves to perceive the signal without layering on such a dramatic interpretation of it? It turns out that this is possible through meditation. To cite a third study, neuroscientist Richard Davidson, PhD, and his colleagues administered very hot water administered, yeah, it's actually administered, very hot water to a group of experienced and novice meditators. They found that while the experienced meditators reported the same level of pain intensity as the novice meditators, they were less affected by it. In other words, the pain, which is a physical stimulus, was the same, but the meditators suffered less, or which is a diminished reaction, as they say. The experienced meditators also demonstrated a very small prior reaction to a recovery period from the pain when compared to novices or novices. I never ever know that. These results suggest suggest that with enough experience meditating, the brain learns to reinterpret pain in the beneficial way, while meditation is by no means a 
panacea or panakia, whatever, it can in fact train the mind to suffer less as a result of pain. So how can someone with chronic pain put this into action? And I, by the way, kind of really appreciate that. I really like that, that they are trying to do something for those people that are having chronic pains. And I would, I think, primarily kind of point that towards those people that are having chronic pain in the back area, because this is something that's pretty common. We are sitting all day long. Some people actually have to do really hard work, like really hard and physical work. And like, there is going to be back pain, you know, especially if you're not working out and you're just trying to just build some muscles in that area, especially in the lower back. Like, it is really something to concentrate on. Like, if you're working out, Please consider, first of all, working on your fucking legs. It's important. I don't like it either. Like, yeah, some workouts are pretty cool. Some exercises are pretty cool. But in general, it's kind of not my favorite one, I guess. But also like your lower back and the back in general. But especially the lower back. I do totally believe that the lower back is going to be something that not a lot of people are, first of all, looking forward to working out and are working out in the end. But it is definitely really important. You know, you should be doing that. Please do it right now. No, don't, don't do it right now. I, just unless you're actually working out at this point in time, then please do the fuck or something. I don't know. So meditation for chronic pain. Mindfulness meditation, the style of meditating used in the previously mentioned studies, involves observing one's present moment experience without judging it. You can practice this by sitting still with eyes open or closed and just carefully no noticing your experience in each moment without getting lost in thoughts. If you notice a sound, an inch, a metal image or thought, simply note what, uh, what is happening without reacting to it in any way and also without getting stuck in it, basically. Because if you're thinking about something and then you get stuck in the whole thought, then yeah, you're fucked, basically. This is the technique known as mindfulness meditation that has become a popular really, really popular uh, recently. Uh, while a formal sitting practice can begin to rewire the brain, mindfulness gets put into practice when used in everyday life, constantly applying a non-judgmental awareness to whatever is happening at that point. And this is kind of also what I've been thinking about in terms of seeing things in a different light and seeing things in a different perspective, which maybe can really help with anxiety. Like it is just something that I'm thinking about because we often kind of make everything worse by assuming that things are a certain way, even though they are not. Because we feel like, okay, those people want something bad for us just because we kind of feel that way because we are basically judging them in another way, but also because we can't see it in a different light because we maybe do not have the perspective, maybe because we can't imagine it being differently. And it is totally something that we can practice. It is totally something that we can just choose to do. And I do think we do just have to build the proper awareness maybe and just kind of, it's like a muscle, I would say, kind of. I wouldn't necessarily say, even though I kind of believe that this is something that I have been able to develop, but I wouldn't necessarily say that, I don't know, I do just kind of do not want to put myself into such a spot saying like, okay, I'm the best, I figured it out and whatnot, because I don't know if I have, but just think about things that fuck with you in a different way. You know, if it is about people, once again, I don't know why, but if it is about people, just really think like they might be feeling the exact same feeling as I'm feeling, or they might just be, be they might, they are just, I don't know, like they don't have to have those bad intentions. You know, it doesn't necessarily have to be the case. They don't. Even though you kind of feel like it, they don't necessarily have to be bad, bad people and or have bad intentions. And all those things, just seeing things in a different light, just seeing things in a different way. Because we can, like, this is something we can choose to do consciously. I don't know, like if I'm getting a bad grade, 
just I'm having a bad grade, like bad mark actually in a test. I could also be like, okay, the teacher hates me, but I could also be like, well, I haven't learned enough. And I could also be like, well, it doesn't mean anything in my life that I've just fucked up with that test because it doesn't really mean anything in my life. And this also comes up to the people that you're surrounding yourself with. If you're just surrounded by people with a lot of anxieties, with a lot of negativity, it's it's not gonna just make anything better with you. It's not gonna make anything better with your anxiety. It's probably gonna make everything worse. So please also consider that. Please also think about it. Like the people around you really, really matter. And also the things that you're consuming. If you're constantly consuming music that's about negative bullshit, I don't know. I would argue that it's not making you happier. That is not making you just be more productive or, or anything else that's kind of positive, I guess. I don't know. Like, it is incredible how much these things can, can change us and influence us. It's amazing. Influencer marketing. It's something that's so over overused, I guess. Like, I don't know. And I, I, I hope that I will never ever be called a fucking influencer, you know? I do just want to be me. I am not an influencer. Like, I don't know. It is Maybe it's, it's just because of the connotation that the word influencer has since I do not want to necessarily say that a lot of people have misused it, if this is a word. I don't know. But let's actually finish up with the article. In a world in which pain is inviolable, as Murakami wisely put it, we do have the ability to change the mind's attitude, whether faced with chronic pain or just the worry and tear of daily living. And this one is by Lyman, Liam McClintock, founder of fitmind.co, received the PBA, which is a Bachelor of Arts, from Yale and worked in financing. I don't know. Could also be something different. I'm really not educated in that space, not particularly. I worked in finance before traveling to Asia to study meditation full time. He was diagnosed with OCD and ADHD as a child and overcome these disorders primarily using his meditation training. Liam is an RWRYS certified meditation instructor and in Vipassana Insight Meditation, which is pretty, pretty, pretty cool. Get the book by Aaron Falcona. But yeah, so as I said, the article is going to be down in the description. It is from the Pick the Brain, I think it's the .com site. It's a pretty cool site. It really is a pretty cool site. But I do just want to go through a last Reddit thing. Would be nice. Please just let me go through. So this is just what I mean, what I mean thinking about. I unfollow people that make me mad. Yeah, that's right. I unfollow those mean girls. I don't need their self-pity, negative and toxic habits. They ignore me. IRL, which is something that I don't know. <laughs> I'm not going to give them the time of day. Uh, they might still bother me, but at the moment, I don't give a fuck about what they say about me, how they manipulate others, because they are no longer main characters in my life. And I, even though it might be a little bit mean, some sort or to some degree, whatever, I believe in it. And I would definitely also suggest you to do that as well. Just unfollow all the people that you actually do not really like. And this is something that I particularly want to point out because I know that there are people that still follow people even though they don't like them. It might be because you can then just see what they are doing, to just talk about them, to judge them and all those things. It's fun. Not for me some sort of, but I can assume and I can understand that it is fun, you know, if, especially if you don't like a certain person and talking about them behind their back, all this shit, you know. Don't do that, you know, it's just a waste of time. It's just a waste for your time, of your time. You can do something really nice in that time, you know, you can actually be doing something that helps other people. And yeah, with that being said, I really do hope that I have been able to help you with something. 
maybe with your anxiety, maybe with something else, maybe with the whole meditation thing that I just read and that I was presenting. I I hope, like, yeah, even though I kind of feel like that the first part wasn't as good just because I wasn't really into the whole topic because I didn't really know too much about the topic. And, but I don't know, like I, I thought about talking, you know, I thought about talking, talking, but I'm, I'm always then consciously trying to not talk about something just, just for the sake of talking about it, which might not necessarily be true, even though I'm really easily sliding into it. I'm, but I'm really consciously trying to not do that because it's, it doesn't make any fucking sense. So to just kind of recap everything that I think is truly important, if you're having anxiety, realize it, name your anxiety if you're actually having disorder or if it's just something completely normal. Read something about it because it is, at least at my point of view, always something. It's really nice to just know what's wrong, know why it could be wrong and just know how you could be treating it. And then uh, something that it's it's pretty hard to communicate and also pretty hard to just do, try to think about things in a different way, which should calm you down. You shouldn't be think about you shouldn't be thinking about them in a negative way. Like the whole mark thing. Like if you're getting a bad mark, it's it is totally not gonna be the end of your life. It doesn't mean any shit. And this is something that you have to realize and you have to see and have the perspective for, I guess. And it's gonna calm you down. Also with people and also with height, for example, you know, because you're not gonna be in great heights without being secured in any way. And just realizing that and putting that in perspective. By the way, I'm just really feared of heights. Like, I don't know. It's just something that I do not like. Maybe this would be a great experiment for me to just try to do that. But I, in general, think it's... I, I really hope that it somehow can help because I kind of feel like that it could help with anxiety, but it definitely could also help. And also critical thinking, by the way. Um, but it also just could help with with life in general, just seeing things in different lights and maybe just seeing things in the real reality and not the reality that you're trying to make up for yourself because we sometimes do that. But yeah, um, I wish you the best health of happiness and also success. And I also hope that you're going to remind yourself on you're going to be remembered, which basically means your legacy, which means that you can just be a nice person than being remembered as a nice person. Three other questions that I hope that you're going to ask yourself are why are you here? What are you trying to change and what is bothering you the most? These three questions are hopefully going to show you your purpose and maybe even a business idea since a lot of businesses started out with just solving something that really pissed them off. Just in the end. But yeah, I, I wish you the best. I hope you're gonna subscribe to the podcast and also subscribe to the YouTube channel. It would really mean a lot to me. But I just, I don't know, I actually kind of, yeah, I don't care about that too much. I really do kind of hope that I was able to communicate something in those 30 minutes which is actually quite some time. Um, if you're watching the episode, if you're listening to it, it's I kind of feel like it's not too much, to be honest, because you can do something simultaneously. It's, it's more efficient. But I do just hope that I was able to kind of do something that helps somebody. Like, to really be honest, and without being just something, I don't know, like, don't subscribe to me. Just do something about the things that I've been talking about. I would just appreciate it more. I see you the next time. I at least hope. Or actually, I do not hope. Just do something great, you know? Unless you need something, then find someone. Doesn't necessarily have to be me, but find someone or something, some sort of content that helps you. I'm gonna see you the nothing. Bye. Have a nice day. And uh, just, yeah, have a nice day. <laughs>